And then one day she decided to start living her own life. She organized her crap and she got busy. Hello and welcome to Organized Chaos. I am Kimberly Jensen, your host. I am pumped to be here with you today and I'm gonna talk about wearing the outfit. And no, I don't mean the skinny jeans that you've been trying to fit into. And no, I don't mean the dress that you've had hanging in your closet for no particular occasion that you just haven't put on yet. I mean the outfit that your husband wants. <laughs> yep, the lingerie. Uh, I'm going to talk about marriage. I, uh, I, I get this question a lot and for some reason I just haven't covered it uh, for no particular reason. Maybe because I feel like I personally am in a constant learning of marriage and I have just been married 10 years and definitely do not have it all figured out. But I will say that we definitely thrive. We grow through the hard times and I wear the outfit. So let's get into it. So I should start by saying, James and I, uh, you know, it's funny, I thought I should ask him to do this podcast with me and maybe I will someday and maybe he'll say yes someday. (laughs) This is definitely my thing. This is not his thing. Uh, We are very different. We uh, think differently. We communicate differently. We grew up differently. We pretty much are about as different as two people could be, but with a big factor that is the same and that we've always wanted to have the kind of marriage that thrives forever. And so, you know, the grass is always greener when you water it. And I think that's something we don't think about enough. Marriage is not just this thing that happens and works great and it's perfect all the time and, you know, it, it never needs any attention. I actually think it probably needs more attention than sometimes your kids. Uh, and then I think you throw kids into the mix and it even needs more attention. Marriage is hard, y'all. And I would never be the first to say like, oh, marriage, that little old thing. Uh, no, it, it's hard. It takes work. It takes time. Um, but I think given those things that it can truly thrive. So I want to give you my five ways that we, and this took some time to kind of think through, um, these five things that really are what help our marriage in hopes that maybe you can take some of that away and work it into your marriage. All right. So number one, if you've never taken the love languages test, this is a crucial component. And yes, it might just be some book that you heard and, or something they told you to do in premarital counseling, but this is something we need to be doing. Like every time we have drastic change in our lives, we need to do the, the, uh, wow. Love language test because it changes and but knowing how to love somebody the way they want to be loved is a really big component into ensuring your partner is satisfied and happy and loved um, and the wor- <laughs> the hardest part is if we don't know their love language the likelihood that we are loving them the way we want to be loved is 
happening. And so not only are we potentially not even loving them the way that they would be loved, but now we're loving them how we want them to be loved and we can't believe that they don't feel loved. That's just not how it works. Um, maybe your husband is, a, you know, getting gifts is his love language. And for you, it's, you know, physical touch. So you're always touching him and you're always loving on him. And he's like, just buy me a shirt, woman. Buy me a pair of shoes. You know, he just, he, if you don't know, then you're never going to know. So find out what his love language is. And then what's really rad is there's so many ways if, if you know, Let's say, for example, he is physical touch and you are the opposite, especially as a mom. I think this is an untalked about thing, but in the early years of being a mom, being touched can really be overwhelming. You are being touched from the moment that baby comes out of your womb till, I mean, until they don't want to touch you anymore. And as much as we want to keep in our like brain, like, but then one day they're not going to want to touch me. It doesn't really matter when you could potentially be touching a baby like 23 hours out of a day. So learning how to uh, give them physical touch when maybe that's something you're terrible at is going to take practice. It's going to take work. It might even take you asking your friend who is physical touch like, hey, how does this work in your life? Like, how do you feel loved? How does your spouse love you in this way? Uh, And hopefully you have those relationships where you know their love language. You know, you want to take love languages a little bit further, and I won't bombard you here today, but learning your kids' love languages, learning your parents, learning your friends, this is just you learning how to love the people in your life just a little bit better, and there is um, there's some really crazy things that can come from that, so I encourage you to learn their love language. Um, number two, Communication. I mean, really, this should be number one, right? I, communication is the epitome of marriage. Uh, if you don't know what the other wants, thinks, feels, uh, and normally I would say the man is the quiet one in this situation where they don't always express their feelings out loud like women do, right? We complain, we say, we do, we, we put it all out there. A lot of times men just keep it all inside. And so as women, we have to do a, uh, a, you know, we have to work harder at really pulling out some information and don't be mad at that. It's just how they're wired. They're wired to be these strong fortresses that don't show a lot of emotion, so that we can lean on them when they're, you know, times of trouble. Um, that's a big burden to carry. But the more we can learn how to love our spouse and to how to communicate with our spouse, the more we are going to have very open communication. Uh, I am a, uh, you know, James is is on board for pretty much anything, but his biggest thing is like, I just need you to like, tell me like, what do you want? What do you see? Um, I'm an, I have so many ideas and I always want to incorporate things into our life and into our family and he's you know he's probably for years just been like oh here we go again what else will we bring to the table but when I give him the why and I know I've talked about this before you know that why that piece of uh you know just like if you're starting a fitness journey and you want your kids and your spouse to to get on board they're not going to get on board unless they know why you want these x this x y and z right and so when we can learn how to communicate that well, um, everyone's going to thrive. Um, so becoming an expert communicator 
is something we can practice every single day. And truthfully, uh, you know, James and I, we, we, we try to do like a devotional at nighttime. Um, one that we really love is called night, night light, uh, by James Dobson and, and him and his wife, they are, I mean, they've just been doing this marriage thing for a heck of a lot longer than we have. And they're full of, of just good resources and knowledge. And so we trust them. And so that's a, that's a fantastic book. Again, that's called night light, um, by James Dobson and his wife that I cannot think of her name for the life of me right now because well, mom brain, but anyway, that a, a lot of times we'll get the conversation rolling. So at the end of the, every chapter, there's some questions and you know, a lot of the questions are asking like, how could I do this better? Or am I doing this well? Or, but we don't even think to ask it because we, life is busy and you're crazy and you know, you're going every mile a minute and you're not sure how, who, what, when, where, why. And so it gets hard. But when we take the time to ask the questions, to make the changes, to, you know, to understand where the other person's coming from, um, that is going to make, you know, all the difference in the world. I would say one of the biggest things I get asked is like, well, how do you get your husband on board with, you know, the business or, um, working out or how do you, you, how do you get him to help with the kids or, you know, things like that. The biggest thing I can, I can say is just communicate, communicate, communicate. And when they shut down, um, it's just like anything. Don't quit in the communication factor. Keep pursuing it. Keep learning how better to communicate. Maybe they don't like being, um, this is something about me. I don't really love sitting down and communicating like face to face unless it's totally un uh what's the word I'm looking for unconfrontational and it's light and airy and it has to do with scheduling and our kids and whatever then yeah let's talk about it but if it's heavy stuff I'm gonna I'm gonna shut down. I almost want to hear like the things that you want to talk about ahead of time and so then we can you know I can like process first and then I can talk about it. <laughs> uh so figure out how best they need communication and how you need communication and even have this conversation how can we better communicate? Uh, one last thing I'm going to mention on this is, you know, have the Sunday, the, the Sunday talk. And what that is, is you sit down and you need a knee and you talk about all of the details. So there's no surprises. You know, you go through your calendars, you go through the kids' schedules, you go through, you know, whatever appointments, all the things so that the, the week ahead isn't like, surprise, I'm going to Bible study on this night. What? I told you. No, communicate and get it on a calendar. You know, my husband's an electronic calendar. I'm a pen and paper calendar. That could be really right out of the gate confusing, but figure out, sit down, have the conversation, lay it all out there and then move forward. All right. Number three, if you've ever read the book called the crazy cycle, is that what it's called? Now that I'm, I said it out loud, it doesn't sound right. Anyway, if it isn't, I'll find it, but I think it is. I think it's a Bible study for married couples, but basically if you have the one thing that you fight about, right? It's the it's the one thing it comes up every so often. Uh, it it comes it's it's back again. It's the same. Whether it's how I don't want to, you know, whether it's how your husband handles something or how you handle something or how, you know, when we do this, this happens and this turns to you know we turn both turn into people that we don't um, 
we don't like. Uh, So when we can pinpoint what that situation is, we have to put an end to the crazy cycle. We can't just keep getting on this crazy cycle and going back and forth and fighting about the same thing because nothing is going to change. So the best thing you can do is when you realize first what your crazy cycle is, what that thing that starts to break down your marriage is. Maybe it's a look. Maybe it's the way they breathe. Maybe it's the way they leave their clothes. Maybe it's the way they talk to your kids or they look at you a certain way or what. I mean, y'all, marriage is nuts. We're with the same person every day for our whole lives. Like it's going to need it's going to have a lo- probably a couple different things that are crazy cycles. I can I can tell you right away in our marriage, James can look at me a certain way and it tailspins me into a crazy person. Not even just a crazy cycle. I turn like I get crazy. So, if I can rationally, that's another key word to marriage. I can't come at them all hot and fiery and you know fueled up and ready for war. I have to come at them with rational human, (laughs) human, uh, humanness and be like, okay, here's what happens. When this happens, this sends me here. I realize that I am responsible for my behavior, but this is this thing. And I don't, I, I'm sure you don't want to send me into this crazy cycle. So how can we together fix that? Okay. Calm, collected, no, no crying, no yelling, no irrational um, throwing of anything. It's just a conversation like, look, when you do this, this happens. Hey, honey, when you do this, this happens. I would love it if we could work together and not having this one thing happen. Got it? Got it. Okay. Number four, love is a verb not just a feeling. I know we all thought we were getting married and it was going to be butterflies and, you know, just like roses. Actually, I don't even think, do people get married and think that anymore? I really have no idea, but you go in on that day thinking those things. Um, and we realize that there is everyday life is going to wear away on the feel good side of marriage. Uh, feelings like happiness will fluctuate, but real love is based on a couple's vows of commitment for better, for worse, when it feels good and when it doesn't. And so learning to understand that not every day is, you know, there's going to be times and moments of things where you're not going to like what's happening, or you're not going to really even potentially like your husband in those moments. But we have to understand that love isn't just a feeling. It's built on something so much more. And when we assume the best about our spouse, uh, we're going to have better results. When we can love without liking, we're going to always be in the best potential space for our marriages to flourish. Uh, But we have to understand that marriage isn't always going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies and it doesn't that doesn't change uh who and what we are as a married couple it just means that in this moment yeah we don't feel these things but we are committed at a hundred percent and uh you know away you go and then lastly uh keep the romance alive so 
a couple things on this one. I will keep it as TMI as possible. And this is why I named the podcast Wear the Outfit. Um, Knowing what, y'all, I can't really beat around the bush. I don't know why I'm being all shy about, because shocking, this is an area that I'm shy in. We have to keep the romance alive. When do you feel the most connected? When you, and and I, I want to say this without, because I also know that there is marriages where sex is abused. And so I don't, I'm not, I'm not speaking to that right now. And I'm not speaking to any of this right now. If that is the case, then I want to encourage you to seek help, seek uh, counseling, but do not stay battered and bruised because that is not your responsibility. And I won't go too much more to that, but I just want to speak into that just in case you are listening and you're like, easy for you to say, because it is easy for me to say. And so I don't want you to think that I'm not speaking from a sensitive place, but, um, when you feel most connected, when you allow that person into the most intimate part of who you are, right? And when we don't allow that to happen, we begin to just put up walls and put up walls. And that man that you married quickly can become the roommate that you live with. And the more we can learn to keep the romance alive. And if that means that you're scheduling in sex, then you got to make it happen. But if it means that you can make out at least once a day, if you can, you know, pinch each other's butts, if you can flirt on your way by, if you can, you know, essentially touch and throughout the day so that you, that person knows that you are you love them and you are in love with them and that there is no one else in the entire world that you would rather be doing this life with. Um, that's how that makes me feel. Um, and I know that that's how that makes my spouse feel. Um, when I wear the outfit and I take the minute to, to put on something that's just going to come off, that tells my husband, you care about what I want because I don't care. <laughs> I could care less about the outfit, right? But for him, it says, Hey, I love you and I know that this means a lot to you because of whatever you're a guy and you got all the the you know looks and the things that do it for you. I'm here for you and I'm here for that. Um so wear the outfit. Ask what he needs. Um this the the greatest thing about marriage is that you get to be as free and as freaky as possible because it's your spouse. You don't have to share them. There's no shame. There's no nothing. But the more we can communicate about what it is that we need from our marriage and our marriage bed, the better. Um, you know, I know kids make it interesting because now you you some you know some of you share your bed with your kid or in our situation our dog that's basically the same size as me. Um, but learn to then that means we need to take a minute and figure out how to get our kid out of bed because I will tell you a lot of the times that I hear it's that the spouse is seeing the wife be like, well, they need me in our bed. No, darling, what they need is you to put your kid back to bed or their kid back to bed so that they can keep their protected bed. And so as moms, it's so easy to let kids come in between our um, our romantic needs. Um, and yeah, we might have to get creative. And yeah, it may be you know not perfect for a long time, but if you can think back to what it was in your first, you know, years of marriage or the way, you know, that gets you guys all riled up. I'm telling you, the more you can keep the romance alive, the more you will keep together. 
through the hard times, through the, th- through the thick and thin. And I will tell you that when we are connected and we are ebb and flowing through life as a couple united in communication, in love, in sex, in, um, you know, in our, in our love languages, uh, there's nothing better there. I can honestly say when I am flowing with my husband, I feel like I could conquer the world. When I'm in, in a place where we're just something's off, I feel it with my entire being and I hate it. (laughs) And so I just want to keep that marriage alive. I want to keep us just connected. um, And I want to always make sure that he knows how important he is to this family. Um, You know, showering him with like, uh, you know, an easy way to keep text throughout the day, you know, funny, sneaky, or sneaky, (laughs) freaky things um, will only just tell him that you're on his mind. And that just that little simple thing could be the beginning of something incredible in your life. And so if you're struggling through marriage, that's not thriving and you've been stuck in this crazy cycle, and maybe it's been a long time now, my best advice is to get someone, you know, get some Get someone else in on the conversation. There is no shame in marriage counseling. Um, just like a car needs an oil a checkup, so do marriages. And even if it's something you schedule every six months, let it happen. Um, but if you are stuck there, all it's going to take is, you know, you get to decide. Let's say you are in that rut and you guys are barely, you know, functioning as a married couple and you're basically roommates. You're fighting about everything. All it's going to take is like, hey, babe, I don't want our marriage to be like this. And I'm willing to work at whatever it takes to find our way because I know that this is not what we wanted. And I know that we can do better. And if at the end of every day you end it with, hey, what worked today? What didn't work today? Let's talk about it. Imagine just how much more your marriage would be thriving. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you feel encouraged in ways that you just little simple like, hey, I've never tried that or, oh, wow, we could use that or I bet this would really help us. Uh, You know, you change your mind, you change your marriage and there really is power in that. And so I just want to, um, I want to just encourage you to take and take a break Take a, take a note, uh, figure out where you need more atten- what you need more attention to within your marriage, and then go after it. Y'all, a thriving marriage is one of the best things you can give your kids, the best thing you can give your spouse. How much better are they going to be at work knowing that there's someone at home that thinks the world of them and that is rooting them, rooting them on in every, every way they can. Uh, and then they get to come home to this, this woman that absolutely adores them. And there's no question of that. That's the kind of marriage we want to have. That's the kind of marriage, you know, you, we, I don't want to say that marriage isn't all butterflies and rainbows, but the reality is you can have the butterflies. You just got to fight for them. 
I hope this spoke to you today. I hope that you walk away feeling encouraged and able and ready to take on your marriage. Uh, And I hope that if this uh, was something that you needed, that you will leave a review or share it with someone that you know might need it. Um, And as always, I am just grateful for your love, your time that you take to just share with me how things, um, how things go. And uh, we will be back again together soon. Have the best and most loving day. And hey, don't forget, wear the outfit.